I'm pushing an update to Podient live as we speak. Well, that's... Uh... It's really big. It's a really big update. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say that's good audio, but no, that, that is good audio. The chat about it is good audio. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's what stuff it? that will hopefully make our lives easier, uh, as, as podcasters. Um, so, so my life will be greatly improved. I think it will be marginally improved. It's not, this isn't just a Stedman thing. This no, is... no, 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 no. Um, so for everyone to, yes, for everyone. Um, no. um, so, uh, inside baseball, when we prepare Whoa. a show, that was what, what? Inside baseball. Inside baseball. You know the phrase. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. When in uh, Rome. Um, yeah, yeah. What? It's like one of those. Uh, inside baseball. Go on. As, as uh, in, what? <laughs> oh God. What is our delay? What? Have we got a delay? No, no, we haven't. No, no we, we haven't. haven't. Okay. I, 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 was doing, I was doing a delayed bit, and you didn't. Uh, you thought the bit was a technical difficulty. Yeah. Which is really fair. That's fair that's our comedy. Um, that's uh, our brand of humour. Uh, I've heard the phrase inside baseball. Yes. But I've heard it as the name of a podcast. I didn't realise that was referring oh. to a th- Yeah, I think it yeah, obviously it's just the name of, I thought every time someone said, Well, inside baseball I thought that's a strange <laughs> time to mention the name of a podcast. <laughs> Do by Friday. Um <laughs> As the saying goes. <laughs> um no, what what it uh, what I understand it to mean is here's a conversation about a an esoteric uh point of uh whether be it an industry or how a particular thing works that is probably only pertinent to those people who are interested in that thing. Okay. So inside baseball, um, okay. the uh, so the way we uh, do our show is over. We use about three different mechanisms for figuring out when we're going to record and the uh, getting the show notes and then um, uh, publishing that to a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we use we use Twitter DMs to figure out when are we going to record, or sometimes it's text and sometimes it's something else. Um, and then we use a Google Doc for all of our show notes now. Um, in the uh, new version of Podient that is being pushed now, all of that can be done through Podient. So uh, I can say, well, I'm generally free these times of day as the producer of the show. Um, I, I like in Thread is a weird one because John is as part as much a part of Thread as everything else, and is as well. Important. Thanks, baby. That's lovely. Um, and so you know, but like, if we were to take another show as an example, uh, I would yes. say, as the producer, like these are the rough times. Uh, Wednesday evening, these evenings are good. These weekends are good. That kind of thing. And I, I mark those times off. I then send you an email um, right. automatically through the system that says, uh, "Mark would like to know when you're free to record this particular show." You find okay. the show. You see the uh, page that looks like the Thread website, uh, and okay. you go and you mark off the times in our slots that are good for you to record. Uh, you hit a button. You can also provide your Skype details um, and, and other information. You uh, hit a button, say these are the times. I get a notification, say John has specified some recording times. I go in and then I find a time that's mutually agreeable for uh, me, you and any other guests that we might have. And I say, this is the time that we're going to record. I press a button. It, I can either um, start from a new plan, uh, start from a um, 
an existing planned episode or uh, plan a new episode, you will be added to that episode. You will get a link with a calendar invite to say, here's the time to record. And uh, when you're ready to record, come to this link and you'll be able to see live show notes. And what you can then do is you can share links to me. There's a, uh, a bookmarklet that you can use. Uh, that uh, any website you go to, you click the bookmarklet and automatically that gets added to the draft episode and it pops up on everyone's screen. I can send you little signals like um, for Beware of the Leopard, for example, if we need to move on to a segment, uh, move on from a segment, I can just click a button and it puts a little um, icon in in everybody's page instantly and anybody else can do the same thing. So we can. I've been on many leopard records and I can't see the use case for that. (laughs) and uh, <laughs> um, and then so all of that information once we're done that all goes into the the draft episode and then I can hit um, upload episode it copies all of those uh, show notes and the information into a new uh, episode I upload the audio and boom publish that sounds very clever um, I'm really pleased that sounds, with it. Great. That sounds great Um, I can't wait to use it next episode yeah so um, yeah so hopefully I'm going to be able to use it today because I'm going to be recording platform uh, so we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a real test run and see see how it works. But uh, yeah, so that's that's podiant. Wow, that's that's awesome. Um, it sounds like we've gone straight into the show there. That's yeah, great. We have um, seamless. So I don't know if you picked up my signals, but I uh, I wanted to do a bit about lattes. Ah, right. Yeah. Now, uh, tell me all about. I repeatedly use use an esoteric phrase to use your your wording. It suggests I've probably got a bee in my bonnet about something. Yeah, I think um, you maybe have ventes and things. What is a vente anyway? Uh, Big, uh, isn't it? I don't want to go. I don't want to go too uh, Seinfeld on this. Turns out I didn't want a vente. I wanted. I wanted a tall. Um, but uh, uh, as Which I was means small. As I was, as, well, yeah. As I was thinking about this the other day, it just reminded me of um, I once in uh, in a Costa. I think it was definitely in a Costa. Um, I once ordered using the inappropriate volume descriptor uh, for my drink. I didn't get corrected by the member of staff. I got corrected by the person in the queue in front of me. Oh, God. I was like, all right, thank you very much for corrections. That's lovely. That's very kind. Nobody she- cares. I can't remember what, because I, I don't know, I don't know, I do not know the canonical sizes of cup in no. each different place no. uh canonical is the wrong word actually i didn't do not know the specific um the, I, I, I don't know the vendor prefixes <laughs> for drink sizes <laughs> when i'm in when i'm in a bev- beverage shop yeah um so um uh yeah i was uh i was a bit taken away by the fact that this woman she cared so much about costa's sizing strategy that when i incorrectly deployed <laughs> some starbucks specific code uh she's like just got all w3c validator on me and told <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like have, who does, who, who does, does that mark who does, who that? does that uh monsters have you heard the um do you listen to john finnemore's souvenir program or is that a thing you've listened to i i, I understand very few of the words you just said. So you understand the words, but not, yeah, not the context. Um, so John oh, no, Fin- I don't know who he is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's fine. John Finnemore is a comedy writer. Okay. Uh, and he has a sketch show. Like, uh, what? Has he written something that's funny that I like? I don't know because he's, he's almost strictly radio. Um, oh. and I don't, if you don't know, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the show, uh, then you probably won't know his work so much. Right. Um, What's his? What's in his show is in his show. So 
<laughs> That's inside baseball. Um, we're a bit giddy today. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does a thing uh, about a conversation he has with his internal monologue at a coffee shop, and his okay. internal monologue is trying to convince him to order the coffee in the in the the the, the validated format that the coffee shop wants you to order it in. So uh, he's he wants to order a medium, and so he you know his his brain his inner monologue a is saying order a, a venti. Uh, oh right. Oh no, medio is Costa. Oh, okay. I, now I'm doing it, aren't I? Medio yeah, exactly. is Costa. Yeah. Um, so so he's like order a venti. Now I know you think it's silly, but this is what the shop wants you to order. This is how they've set it up. Now you don't want to have a confusion. Like just order venti. It's going to be fine. This is what everybody wants. Okay, this is what they want you to do. They want you to order vente, order vente. So he goes up to the queue, says, "Hi, can I have a vente latte?" And the woman behind the counter goes, "Vente! Look at this guy. He's saying vente. He wants a medium, but he's saying vente." Um, oh, look at it with his lingo yeah, coming up exactly. here. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Like I mean, there are places where you could literally uh, order a, a, a medio flat white, and they'd go, "You want a big." Milky coffee, love. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, Doing that in your local greasy spoon, probably yes. not so much. I love, I love a greasy spoon that yeah. offers a cappuccino. <laughs> and when they bring it, it's just half and half coffee like they were going to make all along. <laughs> I, I love, I love the dishonesty of it <laughs> and the attempt to get with the program of it. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. I do enjoy that a lot. Yes. Um, I remember when cappuccino was the height of sophistication when I went on holiday with my parents to Malta mm-hmm. and they, they did a cappuccino and we'd never seen such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I just called it frothy, frothy coffee. Frothy coffee. Frothy yes. Coffee. I like I like lots of things about cappuccino. I like the idea and the word cappuccino more than I like a cappuccino. I always Does think... say coppuccino. Coppuccino. She say cappuccino? I didn't mean to. Does your mum say that? Oh, no. My mum wouldn't order anything to do with coffee. Mums would say cu- cappuccino and espresso, wouldn't they? Oh, God, my mum would definitely say espresso because she still calls the lady in the tube Alexis. Oh. Uh, or, or Lex, or Lexus, or like she gets... We, we, I think we've had this conversation before about how my mum gets flustered when talking to the lady in the tube. Um, and usually she will get the name wrong and then she'll she'll be halfway through a sentence and I'll have to explain the light hasn't come on because it doesn't know you're talking to it because you have to refer to it by name. Because um, <laughs> computers need things to be fairly precise. Yes. There's, um, this, sorry, go on. There's some good content about Alexa coming out on the runner pod that should be dropping later on today that I think you'll enjoy where we're talking Lovely. where we're talking about these these problems. So little plug. Yeah. Oh, well, a little plug. We wanted to talk about uh, runner pod and a potential mashup. Well, I just need to finish telling you about my latte because... Oh, yeah, of course. No worries. This is not a big thing. But uh turns out I didn't want a vente. I didn't even know what that meant. I was just trying to sound fancy to, mm-hmm. to my fancy media friend on the other end of the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get my venti latte before I come into the studio this morning, okay? Sure. Um, sure. Um, and uh, it turns out I wanted a tall because venti, that's big, isn't it? That's the, that's the big one. I just got a free coffee, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I was so quick between saying I'm getting a coffee and then wow. coming back. Because uh, I said, can I have a tall latte? And they went, here's, here's one that someone didn't want. Oh. I said, thank you very much. Uh, so, oh, thank you. Um, nice. I don't know if that's good content or not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's life. Coffee. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got my, I have my little, um, I can't remember. The, oh, it's a Nescafe uh, Dolce Gusto. 
gusto uh and i have the little pods and that's how i have do. my coffee of course um, you do subscription mark is obviously going to be a capsule coffee user um, no i don't i don't subscribe so, to so on brand for you to no no i'm not saying you don't subscribe to it but i used to you, so many subscribe oh god did you i had the i had well i had the dash button okay. um because i'm one of those people Oh, dash buttons. Um, and the the problem I had is that I got um I got a message from uh, Amazon one day saying, "Yeah, you bought a dash button for this coffee. We don't offer that coffee anymore now. So um, uh, uh, it sucks to be you." Well, by then you haven't paid for the dash button because it gets refunded against your first order anyway. Oh well, I mean, I'd, I'd made a couple of orders by this time anyway. So yeah, like it was it was more just like, oh well, now I've got to order it on the internet like some kind of. Monster, or go, or go to my co-op and pay um, more than uh, everything from the co-op is is about twenty five percent more than it needs to be uh, in terms yes. of price. But it's the only shop <laughs> that exists in a walking distance. Oh, those South Birmingham blues—they get you every time. <laughs> but you know, uh, oh, you haven't got a bowling alley anymore, famously. So uh, Lidl's coming, mate. <sighs> Lidl's coming. I've I've never seen a community get so upset about a bowling alley that they don't use <laughs> as I have watching your end of the city get really really upset about their bowling alley disappearing and them getting the supermarket that they desperately need. It's a cultural institution, mate. <sighs> Probably. <sighs> Where, who who's who's been bowling? Who's been bowling recently? In Sturchley. It's been a while. It's been a while. There's great bowling chat on Rudderpod this week as well. To be honest, mate. No um, way. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a little teaser for you. Uh, so, remember there was a, a gun heist at a bowling alley recently? Do you remember no. this? There was there was an incident at a bowling alley where somebody went in with some guns and took everybody at the bowling alley hostage. Good grief. This is a thing that's happened in Great Britain. Uh, in in very recent memory, like within two, three weeks, it's still current news. You could still put it on a topical news quiz and people would go, oh, that's topical news. That's how fresh it is. Uh, yeah, that, no, that, that happened. No, nobody died, obviously, because it was in England. Yeah. Um, everybody just went, oh, sorry, sorry, I've got a gun, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, no, dis- despite the, uh, the unfortunate imagery of guns and bowling alleys after the whole Columbine thing, mm. um, famously, they went bowling to chill out beforehand, didn't they? Wow. That hits the name of the film. You know that? Uh, yes. Okay. Anyway, bowling alley, um, big gun heist. And it happens to be the story that Nick tells on Runapod. It happens to be his local bowling alley. So wow. he went down the next day to be quiet. <laughs> so this is none eaten. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 He went to the bowling alley because he knew it would be peaceful and Fr- nobody would be there. Kind of socially frugal. Um, yeah, it's it's like going to going to a burger restaurant um, the day after, or a kebab place the day after they've uh, they've reopened after being shut down for you know um, having feces in their food. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, chances are there won't be any more feces there now. So, quits uh, yeah. in. Hey, everybody. Oh, so run a run a pod mashup. Well, you wanted to talk about that, did you? What's happening? Well, you want to talk about it? It's in the Good show night. notes. Oh, okay. I thought we talked. Did we talk about this last time? Uh, I guess we did. That's just a holdover. But we want to do it. We're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's what we're going to do. Um, yeah, apparently, apparently, the reason why Nick wants to do it is because he wants to gang up on me with you. Oh. 
because he says he says I he says I bully you and I bully him on mic, and, <laughs> and he wants to uh, he wants to <laughs> he wants to address the balance there. Oh God, I'm so happy. Oh fuck, you do this through choice. <laughs> Are you saying I'm my own worst enemy, John? Yeah, yeah, you do it to yourself. That's why it really hurts. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, um, so look out for the hat. I don't know when we're going to sure. do it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, listened, I listened to track nine of Born on a Pirate Ship. Uh, yeah. Um, since you got to the bit. Yeah, okay. There's quite a few bits in it, though. Oh, that's interesting. It's got quite, it's got quite a soaring arrangement, I would say, in my non-musical way, because I don't mm. have musical words mm-hmm. to describe music with. There are, there are a number of bits which I could imagine uh, would, would particularly lift a crowd, but I, I know the bit that you mean. I can't, I can't tell you what it is now because I've forgotten the song since. Yeah. But there's, there's a def- there's a definite oh moment. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it constitutes a spoiler because it's a three and a half minute song. But um, and and it, I feel it might sort of devalue it. But basically, there's um, there's a moment in the song where it uh, it goes very quiet and um, there's there's this line, um, "You arrogant man, what do you think that I am? My heart will be fine." Uh, and then as it starts to build up again, he says, "But just stop wasting my time." And he's sort of, and then he sort of sings, screams this line, and you just in in it, you hear this um, frustration, and like the whole song is a sort of seething, like I didn't fucking mean for this to happen, but it's happened, and it's shit, and you know, uh, and then that sort of culminates, and he 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 just lets out this anguished scream, but also has an echo of the melody in it, and and it's it's very sort of well put together as a as a as an arc for the song and when it's done live he really puts his back into it uh and it's uh it's fantastic to hear and and when you're in uh, regent's park and he's only a couple of feet from your from your face and he's doing that that's quite something so he did that when he was busking yeah wait okay cool but he didn't do it a couple of weeks ago because his voice was shot and that would have been a nightmare okay Oh, so yeah. So, right. Um, so listen, uh, we will have a hard house at some point. So you better talk about your iPhone X now. Okay. So we know how much time we've got left for the show after you've done it. I like it. It's fine. It's good. How yeah, are you nice not going to talk about it much? Oh, is that it? Yeah, Sorry, did, nice I just, did I just crash the whole chat? No, it's fine. It's a nice phone. Okay. Yeah. How's your um, face? <laughs> uh, not as effective as uh, maybe some other people. Uh, it does fail a few times. I'm starting to get the the hang of uh, the hang of it. I do have to hold it at arm's length most of the time. Um, but when I'm sort of picking it up from a thing, like it's it's on it's on the table now. If I just pick it up, uh, it does unlock, and it sometimes takes a second. Um, one of the things I really like is you see notification, um, and it's blanked out. It just says you have a notification from a particular app. Uh, but when I look at the phone, the notification magically turns into the actual like I can actually see the email. Um, that's a really nice feature. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's good. It's a, it's a nice phone. So did you have, did you have to have assistance in the setup? No, uh, I didn't, I didn't ask for it, uh, because I was fairly confident given what people were talking about that, um, I'd be able to do it. And, uh, I, 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 it was fine. Um, I was able to read the instructions close up and then it says, you know, and I'd also, I'd, I'd heard about how it works. So I, I sort of had an idea. Uh, and so it says, you know, move your head and, um, 
So I, I, as soon as, cause but it, what, what's nice is basically it shows you those instructions. The moment it then sees the whole of your face, you saw that, um, then it starts scanning and, uh, you just move your head, you hear this scanny, scanny noise, and then it says, do it again. And so you can sort of move your, your, your hand back and forth to read it. There are also like, if I were to double through uh, something like triple tap the home button, I'd get, uh, spoken instructions if I wanted, but because I'd heard about the onboarding process, um, I was able to just kind of uh, busk it and uh, and it went fine. Um, Time. So, yeah. Okay. As you were describing it, I ended up singing in my head the uh, the popular school disco song from the 1980s about Superman. Because you were going, show your face, hold your hand. Are you ready? Do you remember that song? Yes, I do. Yeah. How did that go? Um, so it starts Spray. with like, Comb go your hair. walk. Yep. Wave your hands. Hit your ride. I think it's Black Lace. Are you ready? Now ski. Was it Black Lace? Was it really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They were the band of the 80s that had all the party tunes. Have you heard, uh, he might have a second single by now, but have you heard the first single off of the new Noel Gallagher album? No. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's something like, it's not Wonderwall, obviously. It's like Waterfall or Wonderwall. <laughs> or yeah. It's something. You're that, my waterfall. Yeah. I'll, I'll find it in a second okay. um, and uh, then I'll tell you what it is. But I heard it and it was like, he, I, I heard. I heard a really kind of, pretentious interview with not pretentious interview but like an interview where he was talking about his process mm. and talking about all the work that had gone into this album and how proud he was mm. and how it was something very different for him um and you know how he'd, he'd found these producers he was going to work with and um he was uh doing doing very different things in the writing and it was like going to be a fresh new sound for him and then uh i heard it mm. and i was like oh mate you've written a black lace song <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, wow. It's called it's, it's Truly Mountain, um, and we will get a link for show notes for you. Uh, apparently, Liam Gallagher finds it uh, a bit annoying, which <laughs> is a rather limited review from Liam there. Uh, as a musician, he could perhaps make the same um, sorts of uh, leaps that I can make as a non-musician, but there you go. I, I have done a little search on I, – I do this when I come up with unpopular opinions. I do a little search on Twitter to see if anyone else has spotted it, and <laughs> other people have. Other people have spotted the uh, the reference. Okay. Uh, so, Holy Mountain by Noel Gallagher, v- aka The Lost, a sequel to Agadu. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. Um, it's it's not it's not a good record, Mark. It's oh, not. Oh, excited. Good. But on the other side of things, the there was a recent Kasabian song that I really liked, hmm. and that's that's always a surprise. That puts hmm. you on the wrong side of history when you like a Kasabian song. Oh, stop it! Ow. Oh. No, I think I think I think it's okay to like Kasabian now. They do they do one or two songs every album that are, that are good. To be fair to them, yeah, I think uh, I think never to a whole album. I've never enjoyed listening to a whole album. I've listened to a whole album and thought I can't. It's not for me. I but, really like the first one, and then not subsequently. Um, uh, but I, I've been told that no, the 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 correct opinion is that um, <laughs> their stuff is is better now than it was when they started. Apparently, that's the consensus uh, among people who read. I don't know Pitchfork. Oh, okay. So pe- pe- people who have got culturally correct <laughs> opinion makers around them. Okay, yeah, that's... people who can get fucked. 
no, um, God bless this acid house by Kasabian is a banger. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say that. So um, that's some mini homework for you. I want you to listen to Holy Mountain by Noel Gallagher, and I want Golly. you to listen to um, I want you to listen to God bless this acid house by Kasabian, um, and see who the see who the true heirs of the Beatles are there. Oh <laughs> wow! Um, I I never really bought into the whole Oasis Beatles thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're uh, you're a musician. Can you correct me on on this, uh, or can you can you explain to me? why everybody always said they were a Beatles tribute act, because I never really found the musical phrasing overly Beatlesy. It was more Stonesy to me. Yeah. Maybe there's lyrical attempts to do some Lennon McCartney stuff, but I think it's more Lennon than anything else. Um, And I I think the best example, I think it, it, it holds up a little bit, but I think it might be one of those jokes that is retold because it was a joke. Okay. Uh, and so it's funny to it's funny to keep saying it you know what i mean it's like um okay. i'm trying to think of another example but you know those kind of jokes that you you sort of say amongst your friends because it's a it's a little bit of a cultural shibboleth it's a little bit of a like we all share this opinion it doesn't matter that any of us have actually researched it it's just we we all read the same thing and it's funny if we invoke this particular joke now um it doesn't matter what the actual facts are behind it so i think a song like um, uh, Don't Look Back in Anger is very Lennon-esque because it starts with exactly the same chord sequence as Imagine. Oh, does um, it? Yeah. Does uh, it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got the same piano start um, and it, it, it's, it makes a very – it doesn't make an attempt to differentiate itself from Imagine. Um, and so that's possibly – the the main impetus but i don't think having listened to all of the beatles back catalog and or certainly about 90 percent of it and you know uh being subjected to oasis early doors um i don't like yeah i don't look at the two and go there's a real similarity but i get the joke kind of thing and and i think a song like um don't look back in anger is very much because of that and again you know imagine it's not a beatles song so um, but uh, you know, it's one of those like, yeah, fine. I get, I get the joke. Let's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that's fine. I'll, I'll, I mean, I think probably I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pushing back on twenty years of, of yeah. popular culture and memes here. So uh, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. No. Nope. Uh, I think I'll pick a different battle. Um, yeah, I just, I just never really saw it, um, which is interesting. My, uh, well, while we're talking about Oasis, uh, Blur came on Absolute Radio yesterday. Absolutely. And, uh, and um, song two, it's hard not to, it's hard not to tap your feet to, to song two. Yep. But um, my my kids are still like um, very green when it comes to musical taste. I'd say. Mm-hmm. And my youngest one just started absolutely headbanging while he was trying to eat an omelet. <laughs> To, to song two, he's pretty much pogoing in his chair. It was amazing, and I thought that is that is really cool. That it's like really a universal nice. primal rhythm that it taps into. Yeah, that was really really nice to see. You can't make an omelet without banging heads. Um, yes, thread. Um, that's that's <laughs> show title. Uh, just let me put that in the show notes. Uh, omelet. Weirdly heads. enough, I was thinking this morning uh, 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 about like fashionable opinions and unfashionable opinions, and I get the joke and all that stuff. Oh, so uh, you basically looked at me to find all the unfashionable opinions? No, 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 no. Stop <laughs> reading things into things. Um, stop bullying yourself. Stop hitting. Stop hitting yourself, John. Stop hitting yourself. Hit yourself. Um, I was thinking about "Place Your Hands" by Reef this morning. 
banger. Love that song. Which, yeah, I like unironically. I think it's a mm-hmm. great, fun, really good song. And mm-hmm. but it's very fashionable to. Um, it's very trendy among the young people to bash the song, and I'm not sure I understand why. Is it just because we're British and we don't like earnestness because it's a very unabashed, earnest? Which Sorry? young people are doing this? I'm, oh. I need to have a word with them. Oh, I, I mean, it's not young people, but it's like, uh, if you, I, I think, I'm trying to think of specific examples. Um, but I, I, it's something I hear in certain comedy things that I like, the, the people of a similar generation to, to us, actually, um, that they sort of, they do the eye roll. And I think, again, it's like no one's really it's a little bit emperor's new clothesy no one wants to be the guy that says actually you know what it is it's a it's a perfectly decent good pop rock song it's a great because song. everybody's enjoying the joke now and the the shared joke seems to be more important than the fact of why don't you just listen to the song and enjoy it like people seem to want to share the joke of bashing it and i sort of don't oh wow yeah i don't i don't get it and it kind of frustrates me I mean, because, I guess yeah. if if you were Reef and you were at all worried about your uh, your legacy, you wouldn't have done the little ident for Chris Evans for TGI Friday. That was uh, Ocean Colour Scene, wasn't it? No, 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 no. He um, they they did uh, a recording of the chorus with oh, your man. What's your what's your front man from Reef's name? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that um, much about Reef. But he he did. It's your letters. Oh right! It's your letters, it's your letters. Like oh, okay. And that used to be used as an ident for a a section where members of the public had written letters to Chris Evans Understood. on on the popular Friday night just before you go out on the piss show TGI Friday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they're obviously TF, TFI Friday. TFI Friday. Uh, the TGI Fridays is the restaurant, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um. Terrible restaurant. Um. Sorry, I won't get any ad money from them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so um, so obviously they weren't too worried about their legacy, but perhaps it's things like that that lead to that song then becoming something that you can that you can ridicule. But that's a it's a it's a strange one. I mean, um, oh, uh, are people speaking out against Supergrass because of All Right? Because that was same era. No, you see, it's okay. Same level of fun. That one's okay because it was. Oh, right, okay. There was a fra- a phase in the late nineties. The people I used to hang around with, they're all sort of quite all very right on and and varying degrees of sort of sophistication because they they sort of came from arty families and stuff. It's youth theatre, um, and I was very much the um, the 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 welkin. The no, I can't find the thing. Um, I was I was I was the rat in that particular turd. Um, the yes and there was there was a phase where any band that had a popular song it was okay that that song was popular because they were taking the piss out of pop music and i had the same right. repeated conversation I, not my conversation it, people would tell me that a song i liked uh a friend would go oh yeah that's okay that one because they, they were just taking the piss um so um and and you know the 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 inference being that oh no the stuff that's behind them is is really like it's really interesting. Oddly enough, bare naked ladies one week was an example given. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The supergrass, all right, that was an example given. Um, uh, Len, I think, steal my sunshine. Or was it one of those 
type of songs that was around that's, the same time. That's just a great summer pop song. Like, I don't, I it's, don't... yeah, it's, people felt because we were teenagers and right. it was, it was very dangerous to flat out like something. Um, okay. a, a way that you could get around it is it's, it's what the millennials now call liking it. Ironically, we just didn't have a name for it then. <laughs> it's saying, um, it's well, you know why we didn't have a name for it, don't you? Because we didn't know what bloody irony was no, because Milanis. So we were, no, exactly. we were, we were stuffed. That was, that was peak things not being ironic. She broke a generation. She um, did. Yeah. The, um, so, so the, the equivalent back then would be to say, oh yeah, no, no it's all right. To, it, effectively, you're saying it's okay to like that song because the band wrote it deliberately to be poppy and take the piss out of pop music where really they're really dark and brooding and interesting. Um, and that was, yeah. So like, all right was, very much one of those. And actually, I think that's one that holds up because the rest of their stuff isn't like that. And it is very jingly jangly and kind of take the pissy. Um, but I think, yeah, it, I remember that being a conversation that was had a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I overly agree with that assessment of the song. I think if you place it in the context of its album, mm-hmm. it, it fits the soundscape of that album very well. Mm. Uh, they were okay. a bit they, they were a bit more stripped back. They were a bit more led by the piano. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it was the it was probably the fastest paced song on the album. Sure, but uh, in the in the running order, um, it made sense to have a faster paced song. Uh, no, I mean you know the, not that the millennials listen to albums, do they? So uh, they, they barely listen to ringtones. I don't think. Um, <laughs> actually, the weird thing is, is they don't know what ringtones are. So that's that was a strange moment in time, wasn't it? Ringtones. It was it was huge for a while. The, the, uh, the great Arctic Monkeys lyric, isn't there? There's only music, so that there's new ringtones. Oh, that's a good line. Um, yeah, uh, that was from No. Uh, is it called No Romance? The song. I don't know. I fell off the perfect, perfect, um, perfect romance. It was off the first. It was off the first album. I was never really on the. Um, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, I was never really on the uh, uh, the Arctic Monkeys train. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I lumped them in with a, with a few similar bands because I think they were a little bit at the time and then I think they grew out of that. Yeah, they, they very much grew out of that, like, northern... Uh, this is a northern reference. This is a thing that northern people get because being northern is fashionable right now because Peter Kay. And, like, it was that sort of 2004, 2005. If you were from Bolton, you were fucking God. Um, and if, if it was in, like, this isn't a slam on the north. It's just a weird thing that we, I think we had as a culture in like two, between 2004, 2005 ish. Anything that was northern was very, very fashionable. Um, and so bands like that, bands, you know, like, uh, I mean, that's why John Shuttleworth just cleaned up, didn't (laughs) he? Um, who were the ones that go, oh, in all of their songs? Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. So like, you know, not just being a Northern band, but Northern references, um, you had to have, you know, things about like, you know, little, little Northern sort of ticks of speech and stuff like that to be put in your lyrics. It was very de rigueur. And, um. Uh, and so, yeah, and so I sort of lumped the Kaiser Chiefs in with that, and I think they were, but I think uh, uh, from sort of second album Arctic and onwards, Monkeys, they very much went out of that. You mean the Arctic Monkeys, yeah. What did um, I say? Sorry. You said, you said Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, sorry, so yeah. No, Kaiser Arctic Chiefs Monkeys. were un- uh, unapologetically a, a pop uh, rock band, mm-hmm. and uh, the the metamorphosis of Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs uh, to, <laughs> to a, um, a, uh, a sort of groomed gentleman <laughs> and be a pop swingali is bizarre as anything 
because you, you are you aware of his journey from being the lead singer of the Kaiser Chiefs to being a television talent judge con- uh, talent show judge in as much as I'm aware of point A happened and point B happened yeah and nobody knows result, what happened yeah. in between <laughs> Uh, I like to think that he went somewhere with Justin Hawkins and they uh, dealt with some issues together. Do you remember when Justin Hawkins lost the song for Europe? No, no. He applied, right, he he applied for the Euro pop song, the Eurovision song, yeah? Yeah. He, he he put in for that and uh, it was during the period where they turned it into a talent show format. Right. And so the, I mean, it may still all be televised. I don't, I don't know, but during this period, it certainly was mm-hmm. televised and there was a televised final, I think, or it may have been a semi-final and he lost to something scoochy. I don't know that it was scooch necessarily. <laughs> okay. um, something scoochy. That's a great name for uh, scooch's greatest hits album. Anyway, <laughs> um, he lost and he's basically stood there with, with, a Graham Norton shaped presenter that may or may not have been Graham Norton. It could have been, uh, Dennis it, Norton. It, it could have been, De- it could have been Dermot O'Leary. It could have been Kate Thornton. One of those. Um, he stood it was there. Probably Dennis Norton. Uh, sorry. It was probably Graham Norton. Yeah. Uh, on one side is, oh, because Eurovision. So, uh, you have to have the camp man, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Story checks out. Um, so <laughs> got, got this scooch or whoever it was on one side. Um, Justin, Justin from the darkness on the other side and uh, the votes have been counted and verified and I can reveal the person who will be representing us at Eurovision is Scooch shaped pop band over here Justin Hawkins Hawkins just goes for fuck's sake and he just walks off stage (laughs) in like a right cop on him it was amazing Uh, I'm going to see if I can get the video of Justin Hawkins from the darkness losing the Eurovision song contest yes please qualifying Uh, I would like to see that Oh, where are we going with this? Uh, so the song by the Arctic Monkeys was called A Certain Romance. It closes out the album. Mm. <clears throat> it is lyrically majestic, uh, oh. but it is very much fixed in time by the phrase, there's only music, so there's new ringtones, which just locks it into 2002-3. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was even, um, I can't remember if this was part of, if this was in the book or it, no, it wouldn't have been in the book. Uh, this was in uh, Hitchhikers when they uh, they went to record episode uh, series four and five of the book. Mm. Oh God, I'll try my words again. When they when they recorded series four and five of the Hitchhikers Guide, which were based on the fourth and fifth books, uh, yes. they, there was a, a line about the you know the people uh, humanity um, uh, you know being stuck in the dark ages because they still think novelty ringtones are a pretty neat idea which again puts the uh, episode squarely in 2004 2005 when it was when it was out so yeah very very much um yeah it was the thing of our of our day the crazy frog uh frog. there used to be those um those ads which are now um, actually this is an interesting topic like the 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 land grabs that happen in british culture because um, hmm. uh, a couple of years ago it was PPI, and that's, yep, yep. that's mostly died now. And yeah, I mean, there's that confusing advert at the moment that tells you it's about to finish. Have you seen this? No. There's an advertising campaign that's actually by the the government agency, I think, that's dealing with PPI, saying it's coming to a close. And for some reason, the aesthetic of the ad campaign is uh, some sort of like '80s looking thing. And then uh, something that looks like um, 
what what's the toy that used to program it on the top a tank and it would drive around i don't know a big track okay uh, a big track with a lookalike of arnold schwarzenegger's head stuck on top of it wearing a headband Oh, kind of okay. breaks through and then says, oh, 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 but doesn't say anything. It's just his mouth moves. They're all animated billboards. All around. Wow, wow. I'm explaining this really, really badly, but it's like, I don't, none of it makes any sense. No, I think and you're explaining spent, it fine and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the government spent a lot of money on it. There is an Arnold Schwarzenegger lookalike head on a toy robot tank, moving his mouth like the Zephyr Beeblebrock's second head in the TV show of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, that and, level of and, animatronics. And you had this dream when? Uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just, just bizarre. So yeah, no, PPI is ending. So what's the next okay. one, Mark? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. So like, I was going to go backwards and, and spool back because it was PPI. Then I think it was ambulance chasers for a bit uh, because we, we, we must have had some new legislation that made ambulance chasers. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what that legislation is. Oh, wow. I, that was just a was, guess. It was it was it was a change to the marketing regulations around law firms. Shit, son. So they weren't allowed to prospect for business. Right. They were they were not allowed to solicit. Right. Um, for trade, they had to wait for trade to come to them. And part of the liberalisation of the marketing rules around legal firms was also that. Um, so this is where we got all these names stopped being like Farquhar, Farquhar and Farquhar and Sons Esquires and became, um, you have tripped on a paving slab.com. Yeah, that the became <clears throat> the kind of law firms that have the number four in them and followed by a U. Yes, for you. Or or have dot, 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 a, 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 plus, <laughs> uh, which is a lovely throwback to the Yellow Pages where you could hack the Yellow Pages and get to the top of the directory listings by putting punctuation letters and uh, letter A and numbers at the front of your name. Yep. As long as that could be legally your business, you were fine. Yes, you were fine. So they were, uh, so were liberalised so that they didn't have to have the partners of the business's names in the business name. Right. And they could take on a trading persona instead. Um, and that hadn't happened until the late 90s, early 2000s, wow. which is when we saw all the ambulance chasing type companies um, emerge. That's really interesting. Um, I read an article today, just as a quick sidebar, where somebody was being represented by a lawyer whose name, surname was Lawless. And they were in a partnership with their sister, who was also called Lawless. So their law firm was called Lawless and Lawless. Oh, dude, that's a silly thing to do. That's the, that's the weirdest nominative determinism I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like an inverse nominative de- determinism. Yes. Uh, so before... Before the ambulance chasers, what was before that? Uh, well, I don't know if it was before then. Because looking at your timeline, but we had uh, we had the ringtones. That was a big, uh, that was a big thing. So the kind of like you would see these thirty second ads, and you would have maybe three of them in the same ad block for three different companies, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was usually uh, f- sort of flashing um, kaleidoscopic colors and maybe an image of the crazy frog and then a number a short number that you could text um and there were things like uh, there were things that you could get for your phone if you had the right phone like this was pre-smartphone so one of them was a flashlight you could text a number and you got a flashlight and i think what it probably was was a white image that <laughs> you could just get sent to you via mms that's my what? guess 
I've not heard of this. Yeah, that was a thing. So you had you had the text message. Um, yeah. So you had the ringtone, sorry, that you could do. So you could, you know, text 5888, uh, text frog to 5888 and get the crazy frog ringtone. Um, another one, you could get games sent to you, which, you know, these were back in the, like, WAP days. Um and one of them was a flashlight, and I never used it. I never, but my my only guess, looking at the technology, all it could have been is an image that would because it was it would all just be MMS. Because like I said, this was pre mobile web as we know it. This is kind of WAP era, um, so it would have been just like an MMS of an image, and it would probably would have just been a white square. That's amazing. Yeah, imagine making money out of sending people a white square. I'm pretty sure lots of people did for for quite a while. That was a, that was another land grab, uh, another gold rush. Um, I always hated it when when Apple used to refer to uh, the app market as the next great gold rush because that seemed to very very quickly say, "Yeah, this has got a very definite end." <laughs> this is you know what I mean. This is a land grab. This is like, and they stopped using the phrase because um, it, it was in a few keynotes for a while there. Like, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it was when they used to have the big novelty check that they used to put on screen to say, "This is how much we've written out to developers over the last year," and it would be some handwritten looking check. Um, God. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and a bit, that's a bit village, isn't it? It is a little bit. Um, and one of the things, specifically, that, village fate. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, one of the things that this was in the jobs era. One of the things that the, the jobs would say is, you know, apps um, and iOS and all that, uh, and, and the smartphone, that whole ecosystem um, represents a new gold rush. And I just thought that's not a thing that you should advertise. That's like saying this is the next bubble, like. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's not a good thing, surely. Anyway, um, that's uh, wow, it's yeah, a spicy meatball. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, also, um, domain names—that was a big, was it? Big year. Well, in terms of gold rushes, people speculate. Oh on yeah, domain. in terms of gold rushes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm, I might be in the middle of one at the moment. Uh, oh, oh, in well, my super rush. secret job, I can't talk about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I did. Roger logged. Thanks. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, but it's taking me uh, to New York. Yeah. So well done for getting us back on script. New York, New York. I hear it's your kind of town. Go on. I don't know if it is. I'm kind of petrified. Um, there's a lot of pressure, like because it's like the you know, if if you wanted to do this, let's say you were going to rank the most famous places in the world that everybody knows about. I'm not saying they're the best. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's London and then New York. Um, and, uh, like I said, that's not a value. I'm not, you know, I'm not devaluing any other places that exist. I'm just saying like, if you think of names of places that pretty much everybody knows it's London in New York and I'm going to the second, the second one of those. Um, and it's a long way away and, um, there's a lot of pressure to go and see all the big important things that are there. And, uh, and, and, and so I'm a little bit, a little bit tentative. I'm there for for a full week, seven, seven of your earth days. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I don't want to compromise your uptake too, too much, but uh, give me a, give me a rough seasonal time frame. Um, well, it's it's in a week and a bit. Right, okay. Um, so we're just going to blow your upsack. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's fine. I mean, there's, there's, there's like seven people who listen to this. I don't think... <laughs> there's many more than that. Um, there are. What do you see them like that for? I've seen the stats. <laughs> I wouldn't have said many, but there are more than that. There are more than that. Um, no. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think my AppSec is... I don't think I'm going to be mobbed. Um, 
I'm trying to hook up meetings to see people and stuff because I will see the people I'm working with for a bit and then there's going to be a fair old amount of time where I'm going to be at a loose end. And I don't want to spend all of that time sitting in my hotel um, with the Do Not Disturb sign on. So I want to make sure that I go and and experience the place and see it and hopefully get taken around by some people, um, meet some people up in the afternoons and stuff. Uh, I may have even emailed a famous podcasting uh, studio and and asked if Ooh. I can come and have a tour. Um, yeah, yeah. I cool. don't expect a reply. Um, no, but hey, no, that's. But you've got to give it a go. You got to you got to give it a go, man. You got to give it a go. Here's a here's the thing about podcasting that's a bit weird. Just to take you off on a, a yeah, side yeah. note. Um, the, there was a bit in the recent Dubai Friday where they were talking about um making personal appearance uh, public appearances. Okay, and and I my mind was pretty blown by the idea that um, Max can't go for a piss without people asking him for a oh that for an autograph that was quite oh it's like oh my god like I I I would jokingly refer to certain people as being rock star podcasters but the idea that people are actually getting their autographs is a bit weird my guess and uh, I I listened to the same thing the way I interpreted it was they were talking about um, with his card hat on. Yeah, well, places where the the context is already set. So it's a, a it's at a meetup, it's at a card meetup, or it's a podcasting thing. It's not that he's just getting accosted at a, a place. Like it's it's in a it's in a place where in in context he is a big deal. Um, right. So it's not you know, he's not a big deal generally. I just, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, I guess I'm not really a collecting autographs kind of person, but I just couldn't imagine. Uh, yeah, I, I think if I think if I had my moment with somebody whose work I admire like that, I probably wouldn't waste the precious seconds uh, by asking them for an autograph, and I certainly wouldn't bother them in the toilet. That's that was weird. Yeah, I, I yes, there's there's a lot of etiquette involved. Um, there's a recent episode of one of the podcasts that is the same guy talking to different people. Um, <laughs> okay. And it has a it has a one word name and it's put out by Relay. Uh, it's one of the ones that I can't. It's it's either download or uh, or connected sideload or sideload or up upvote um, or jing, jingit. Um, it's one of those. Um, and uh, Mike Hurley was talking about hello, hello. What? Sorry. No, it's okay. I just thought, thought you swore. Sorry. No, Mike. Ah, Mike. Hurley was talking about um, having seen Steve Jobs in in the in the actual and uh, I'm, I'm okay. in the flesh, not the buff, and <clears throat> not wanting to go and say hello. And um, so yeah, I, th- I think two things sort of converge in in you know in in two, two podcasts uh, in that 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 whole thing. And and you know having met my hero and being a mess, and then seeing him again, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and being within well not within touching distance i think i actually may have touched him as it were um like i absolutely get that um and but it's really interesting because uh i think it was the one that mike early does with casey liss and he was talking about how people can be very nervous going up to see to speak to casey liss because they hear his voice every week and so Mm -hmm. he is a big fixture in their life i mean he didn't say this but this is me projecting he is a big fixture in their lives and so when someone has that kind of impact, going and saying hello can feel very nerve-wracking, and I absolutely get that. It's not because you think they're the most famous person in the world, but it's something in that you've heard this person every week just talking about their stuff, and you know a weird amount about their life <laughs> because they talk about it every week, and that can well, be super daunting, I think. We all know what Casey's wife's eating, so... That's, uh... Yes! 
Yes, we do. And we know about his side projects and all sorts of stuff. Like, um, yeah. And so, like, I, I absolutely understand why people would be nervous. And I think I've been, I've been the same. Uh, me and a friend, uh, called Matt, when we were in Atlanta a couple of years ago, uh, we saw a guy that we listen to almost every day, one of the co-hosts of the show that I, that I asked you to check out. And, okay. um, he was like, oh, oh, that's, that's Brian Ibbett there. That's Brian Ibbett. You should go and say hello. No, you, you go and say hello. You spotted him. No, you should go and say hello. You're the, you're the guy who runs Poddle. You go and say hello. And, and we legitimately had this for, for a little bit and, and we had to. Oh, just, bless you. I know. Uh, and it's, it's dumb. Um, but it's a thing that, that happens with certain people. It's just a weird mindset that like, I'm sure you, you would go and, and, and you'd be super cool speaking to, you know, Alex Cox or whatever. Um, or you just wouldn't bother. I don't know. I, well, I'm not interested in talking to the man who presented uh, video. Oh, drone. shit. Yeah. No, Alex Cox, <laughs> I got it right. I did get it right. You, you did. You did. You. you did. You did. That's, you. That's, that's her joke about being confused with. Yeah. Um, with, with, with Alex Cox. Uh, I think I, I'm, I would probably not rush to go across the room because they're probably doing things and they don't want people just randomly coming up to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, 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 yep. If if they were doing a specific meet and greet, maybe it's different, but then it would be a bit weird to do a meet and greet. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's that's quite presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like um uh, uh Merlin Merlin uh, Merlinman. I keep that's that's it, Merlinman. Um does he does his uh he does his meetup and i think a meetup is fine because that's like a bunch of people who like the same things that i like and maybe like some of the stuff that i do let's have a meet up as opposed to a a meet and greet feels more like a everyone stand in a line and and either yeah. come to me or i will walk down the pr- i will walk down the procession and shake everybody's hand um you are coming specifically to meet me and aren't i brilliant that just seems weird whereas just saying i'm going to be here if you all want to come and say hello, that would be cool. But you, you absolutely have to make sure that you have got enough people in your network or your circle or your whatever to mean that you're not just standing there like an absolute lemon. Because mm. that's one of the fears I have. Having organised parties that no one's come to, I very much yeah worry about like putting a thing up on Twitter, being super cash about it, and being like, "Hey, gonna be in uh, Central Park at this coffee shop uh, for you know three o'clock. If you want to come by and say hi, that'd be great." And you know, because in your mind you're like, "Oh my god, this is going to be brilliant. So many people are going to come, and it's going to be wicked." And in reality, what happens is you sit in a coffee shop on your own for three hours. Oh, um. So if you get to go to Gimlet, what do you hope to get from I'd such like a visit? to just look at their stuff. I mean, <clears> it would <throat> it would be lovely to speak to some of the guys who are maybe involved in in some of the tech, um mm. either from a web perspective, because you know, they, they have a company that do all of their um all of their hosting and the ad injection mm. and all that various stuff. And I said in the email, look, I'm not coming to I run a podcast hosting company. Uh you won't have heard of me, but this is what I do. Yeah. Don't I'm not coming to sell you anything. Your stuff you have is way more advanced than we provide. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, this is partly as a fan, but also I kind of wanted to say like from one industry person to another, but it didn't, I, I couldn't make myself say that. So I said from, from a minnow to, it was a minnow wanting to shake the hand of a big fish. I yeah. Think yeah. Is, is the, is the way that I put it. Um, you know to use a bit of deference but to sort of say we're in the same pond it's just that i'm a you know very different beast um and so i'd like to see their studios in person because i've seen them on video and they look fab um uh but you know what would be really cool is maybe have a 
coffee or something with someone, but like that's yeah. not a thing that will happen because everybody's going to be very busy. It's not like I'm going to meet um, Alex uh, Goldman and um, PJ Boom. P- I, I, sorry, I didn't mean Alex Goldman. I meant I, uh, Alex Bloomberg. Um, mm. Uh, and Matt Lee, but it's you know that's not going to happen mm-hmm. because there's no I, I can't offer them anything that would be worth their time. But you might you might end up on startup if you're lucky. Yeah, there you go. Um, but it'll there be it'd be nice to to you know just knock around and 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 actually check the place out and maybe shake a few hands. That is you know what I'd like. Um, mm. Yeah, so there you go. In fact, dude, that would have, that would have been an interesting line to take to contact the editor of Startup mm. and say, hey, I was in town. I, I, I'm in town and I'm, I've got this little startup that's in the same area as you at a different end of the scale. If you're doing any uh, any of your Gimlet catch-up episodes of Startup soon and you think it would provide some interesting colour to talk to someone like lower down the curve than you, mm. then um, can we have a coffee? That might have been... Yeah. That, 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 that might have worked. And so if they come back to you, maybe you might want to sort of suggest that line. I don't know. Yes, possibly. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, cause you know, they, they, they'd like your cute British accent on their American show. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, given it's a really interesting company, yeah. um, really interesting company. Uh, I, I, um, I, th- I think a bit like Radiotopia, I think that they think that, uh, I don't, I don't, maybe other people do do this, that, uh, listeners kind of are attracted to a label and will consume all, all of the shows. Um, I know Radiotopia the, very much think that. Um, yeah, there's a I lot think, of their material that I just don't like, but the material that I do like is really kind of like proper appointment listening, waiting for it to drop in my podcatcher every week. Yeah, I feel like Gimlet has, and uh, to put my political hat on, this is not a slam on on anything that anyone at Radiotopia does, but I feel like because there is there is more of a common voice between the Gimlet shows, I think mm-hmm. Gimlet has more of a right to thinking that than Radiotopia does. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the 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 models I I would say would track well to if Gimlet is ITV, mm. um, Radiotopia is early, not current Channel Four. Mm. So um, the remit within Radiotopia is more kind of um, acquiring independently produced content and publishing it. Mm-hmm. The model within Gimlet is much more. We want to show that we'll do this thing. Let's put a team on that. Mm. Um, I mean, I think I think that they have worked the other way as well. But you're right; it is it is more a kind of a, um, a curated through design at Giblet, whereas Radiotopia is kind of like, well, that person's interesting. Let's acquire that and bring it in. Yeah, that yes. Which is um, why the voices are very, very distinct within Radiotopia shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, that's the, the. I always thought it was odd. Um, and I mean, it may, again, nice boy, nice boy. I'm being nice boy. Please, you know, don't take this as me being not a nice boy. Um, I think the reasons that, for example, the bugle is on Radiotopia has probably more to do with the fact that, um. Andy Zaltzman's sister is is a resident of the same network that it has I think it has more to do with that than it has to do with the style of content and I think mm-hmm. the same is true of the West Wing Weekly I think both of those shows are actually they they quote unquote belong on more of a network like um Maximum Fun mm. 
than they do Radiotopia because right. it feels like Radiotopia is they they have a sense of humor but it's more it's it's not quite flat out they don't do comedy it feels yes. more like they will do things with a little you know a, a little wry little wing. smile yeah. yeah and Helen Helen's very good at that I mean she's very good at just being funny anyway but she's also very good at doing a a serious show but giving you that that sort of nod and a wink and 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 a mm-hmm. chuckle um, whereas something like the Bugle uh, is more flat out funny and obviously the West Wing Weekly is a, it's you know for what it is it's a pop culture discussion program um and it did always feel strange that radiotopia were the home of those shows versus something like maximum fun but then that's not how networks work it's not like you know um you know it's it's whoever you know made made a more enticing bid and and and, you know more enticing bid 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 um assuming that there were multiple bidding parties for you know when the bugle uh was was struggling uh at, at an independent stage um and was mm. nearly sort of nearly going under i think it's fair to say uh they were rescued and whether it was they were rescued by radiotopia or they thought let's shop ourselves around to some networks and radiotopia made the best offer i don't know but my guess is probably someone had a word and said the bugle yeah that'll be fine on radiotopia because they it, yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't massively fit in and 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 Andy Zaltzman's not one of those people who I think is given that naturally to the cross promotional kind of you know we all need to talk about the Knight Foundation stuff now yeah. you know I think he's he's less into that uh, and and I think it shows oh I found funding drive fortnight on radiotopia shows exhausting Mm. I don't listen to enough of them for, for it to be a problem for me. I only listen to The yeah. Illusionist and The Bugle. Oh, and West Wing Weekly. Yeah. Um, so I think I've got Illusionist and 99PI and um, Benjamin Walker. Um, there's a few other things in my podcast, but I don't tend to listen to them. They're the ones I tend to skip. Yeah. Um, so listen, we're starting to go long. I need yep. you to sort of finish telling me about New York and then we might just have to do homework and go. Okay. Um, I haven't got a hard, hard out, but I'm very, I'm more aware of... Uh, our dear listener at this stage okay. than I am of anything else. Well, that's very considerate of you. <laughs> you um, know, I'm a caring guy. You are. And, and <clears throat> let's face it, we're not going to edit this, so... Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, New York um, for a week. Uh, I really want to do a, 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 a... for us to do a record at some point when I'm in New York just because I think it would be fun to do. Um, okay, can you do it from Times Square? Just stand in the middle. Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, that'll work. That'll work fine, and the acoustics will be brilliant. Um, hey, yeah. Eddie Izzard did it at the start of um, 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 the green one, the green video. Uh, circle. No, circle was black. Uh, one before that, it wasn't just to kill. Dressed, that was blue. No, in gl- gl- glorious, glorious, glorious. Yeah, glorious. Start glorious. He stand. He stood there in like some sort of really cool. Eddie Izzard outfit. He's going, hey, I just want to just want to do a show in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> um, that's a good Izzard. That's that was about. I gave you about eighty percent there. I could go. I could go full Izzard, but I'm not going to do. do this I would to go full Izzard. <laughs> you never go full Izzard. Oh, you um, do. Not today. Not today, Josephine. <laughs> um, who was that? Was that was that Napoleon? Is that one of his lines? Uh, sure. Translating freely from the French? Not not tonight, Josephine. Oh God, we got a fr- we got a French lesson in the middle of uh, Renapod this week as well. Is it? What? Yeah, it? crossing all the streams. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a good show. It's a good show. I've got to finish show notes show. and get it out. It's a good show. <laughs>
What? You were referring to the episode, but I, I sort of read it as Runner Pod. It's a good show. Like it's good. It's a good you show. Should watch. Listen to it. It's yeah. nice. Uh, I don't. Do <sighs> um, I only don't listen to it. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't listen to it because I. It would make me feel guilty for not running. Oh, you don't need to worry about that. We hardly yeah. ever talk. <laughs> I mean, the, the title has never been more applicable um, to, to anyone than it is for me because, you know, uh, I certainly don't look like a runner, but I, I like the idea of me being a runner. And um, I think, yeah, if I would if I were listening to the, the podcast, it would just it would be a be like someone um, constantly tapping me on the shoulder. But, Have you been for your run yet? Have you been? No, because because reasons. Well, are the reasons good enough? Well, not really. But I've told myself that they're good reasons for not going out for a run. Are you sure you're satisfied with those reasons? Eh, not really. Are you going to go for that run though? No, probably not. I'm just going to have a sandwich. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of part of the reason for doing it. I guess is to yes. kind of you know keep bit a bit like a bit, bit like homework here. Just kind yeah. of you know keep, keep people keep ourselves on, honest about it. And um, I think that's good. yeah. Yeah, no, it, it 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 is good, and it's 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 a, as much as we don't talk about fitness and running and tech, which is the tagline, as much as the, the, the as much as the show description suggests we might, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's still useful for me to have a a space in which I can critique and reflect on the things that I'm doing, um, and I wouldn't have that space if I didn't have that show. So um, critique I'm, I'm, and reflect. I'm very, I'm very pleased to have it. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm very pleased that you have it. So, uh, French lessons. Uh, where did we go? New York. Uh, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, um, sure. Who obviously also speaks in French a lot. So uh, yeah, he does. With his... so it all links, it all ties up. It's like we've written this. <laughs> well done, us. So we'll we'll do a record when you are in New York. So yeah. is that seven uh, hours? Five behind? hours. Oh, is it seven? Uh, time dot is the five, best five, website. Five, five, it's yeah, five. That's right. right. Go on. Are you right? No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, time dot is is the best website in the world. World. Um, okay. So, uh, whenever I'm dealing with any kind of time that might be across time zones, I use time dot is. This is my little productivity hack for you. I, I meant to send this into um back to work actually. Um, you can you can type uh, into your web your web browser time dot is slash and then like lots of different formats of dates. So I could just type time dot is slash new underscore york and that right. gives me the time in new york or i could type a specific time in new york so like 1600 underscore new york and that would give me a page that has the time in new york and and will tell me when it's this time when it's you know 1600 hours in new york it's this time where you are and it yeah. has other things you can put unix time into it um uh so you could do time dot is slash and then a big load of numbers which is a unix time thing you can do lots and lots of different formats and it just in a big load of text it just gives you here's the thing that you needed to know about the time and it's it's wonderful it's such such a useful website does it have an api i don't know that it does um it may do but it probably comes at a price because Uh um yeah they're, they're very aware of uh of things um they've got apps and things as well um yeah, it's it's really, really, really worth. Uh, if you ever need to do anything um, where where you're worried about what a time zone, how a time zone might implicate something, implicate mm. how a time zone might affect something, or what the implications mm. are, um, mm. 
and like I do this now, all of my emails, if I'm talking across time zones, I will say, um, I'm going to do this at 3 p.m. GMT, and then I will put a link to time.is slash 3 p.m. underscore GMT in the email because then okay. they can click that and say, oh, in my time zone, it's this. And there you go, done. You don't have to have the back and forth wrangling of, okay, is it your time? Are you in British? You know, Have we got that weird week where it's daylight saving for you, but it's okay. still British summertime for us? You know, you don't have to deal with that. I'm going to give you, uh, uh, it's not a life hack, it's a tip-off that needs a life hack and needs an answer. Oh, this may, Maybe this is your homework, actually. Okay. When I have been away for work, uh, I tend to go to Finland um, in the, uh, just around Easter time. So Pony trekking or, uh, or camping? Pardon? Pony trekking or camping? In Finland? Mm. It's the country where I want to be. Eating breakfast or dinner or snack lunch in the hall. What? Oh, Finland, 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 the country where I want to be pony trekking or camping. What is this? Or just watching TV. It is a uh, Monty Python song. Oh my God, really? Yeah. You're so sadly neglected and often ignored a poor second to Belgium when going abroad. It's uh, Michael Palin. I don't, I don't know that one. Oh, and I, I, I've, I've consumed. The full Python canon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that one. All right, I will. Uh, I'll dig it out for you and put it in the show notes. Was it? Presumably, uh, it was TV series. No, no, I think it was uh, an album. Ah, okay. Now, now, I, there may be some stuff from albums that I haven't done yes. that I haven't covered. Yeah. That's, okay, that's likely. Okay, um, I've heard uh, a couple of the records, and I have watched all the TV shows and all the films, mm-hmm. and the compilation film as well. Mm-hmm. The sort of greatest hits thing they did was that um, oh, that was something yeah. completely different. Yeah, uh, yes. Which was kind of re-records of the best sketches, wasn't it? Yeah, they they uh, they re-recorded them all on film as opposed to videotape and without ah. a studio audience. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, there, there will be a few LPs that I haven't that I haven't heard. Yeah. Live at the Hollywood Bowl. I listened to that so much. Oh. I, I, I've got the DVD, oh. uh, or I had the DVD before I got rid of all my DVDs. Oh and God, it was it was it filmed as well? Live at the Hollywood Bowl, dude. Yeah. Yes, mate. I've only ever heard it as a record. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's worth a watch because um, ah. they do sit on my face, uh, and there, there is a visual gag at the end of "sit on my face" that you don't get when you get, you get a squelch noise on the record. Mm, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a visual. Um, and there's there's a few other things that just work really well. Um, that was the first time I ever saw the Four Yorkshiremen sketch. I'd never seen it oh, um, really? in any of the format. Yeah, because uh, Paramount Comedy, when that used to be a channel in the UK, they they showed it, and I had it videotaped. Um, Neil Innes uh, obviously did his uh, Urban Spaceman and How Sweet to Be an Idiot, which is a song I've talked about on Beware of the Leopard. I think I like Neil Innes a lot, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Um, that's a really good show and it's it's worth watching the live version uh okay. w- yeah watching the video i would say because it's it's really great oh possible possible homework but i don't know how i'll get a hold of a copy in I fact don't... oh my god you absolutely what? have to watch it because one of the w- most wonderful things it's almost not very python but actually that's the whole thing about python that's a stupid thing to say there is no such thing as no such thing as stupid in this house there's no such thing as python humor because it's it's all the humors um 
they do a wonderful sketch, which I, I would be interested to know how this came across in audio. They do the history of slapstick. Right. With wooden boards and completely straight faces. And uh, it's Terry Gilliam is in the middle and he's always the stooge. He's always the one who gets the custard pie or the whatever thing that happens to him. Um, and uh, so it, it's it's Graham Chapman doing uh, up on a lectern explaining the history of comedy. And it starts from the banana skin yes. and goes up. Yes, and, just and it's, lots of sound effects on the tape. Oh, I see. It, you've got to see it because it's wonderful. It's done completely deadpan, completely academic. Um, you know, th- this is the double switch reverse. You know, all this stuff with um, with with wooden boards and and hitting people on the head and then getting up and being knocked down again, just like Chumbawamba. Um, and it's it's all it's all done and choreographed beautifully. Um, and it it bears watching. Uh, it bears actually seeing it with your eyes. Okay. There's homework. Homework for you is to seek out and watch mm. Monty Python Live at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm, I, I may... <clears throat> I, I, may homework, I may put a pin in that homework uh, because just because I've got something more timely that I need to talk to you about if we've got time. If we haven't got time, I'll just do that. Uh, you're right. You to talk you're to right. You. I can't refuse homework. You're right. I can't you can, refuse You homework. can, like me, not do it, but you can't refuse it. <laughs> well, there you go. Um... Where, 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 what happened you, here? You, you've, oh. got a, you've got a thing you want to tell me. I've got a thing I want to tell you, um, uh, which is that when I've been in Finland working, oh, yeah. s- something that I've realised <laughs> happens is that I will be managing my calendar. Yes. Right? I'll be putting things into my calendar whilst I'm in Finland. Yeah. And when I get back, Apple will make a time correction on them and then my diary will be wrong. Oh, no. And it fucks up weeks of yes, I can see why that would happen that, that, that you've done. So, um, use potential, home, potential homework. I think for you is to work out what the workflow is. Use Fantastical. Okay, well you've already done it then. That's it's re- fine. It's a really good app. Um, Explain I it think, to me. Uh, well, Fantastical is it's another calendar app, um, but it, it's just a little bit more sophisticated. It, it looks nicer. Uh, it has, I would say, Apple has this thing where they're like. Hey, hey, it's all right. We, we've got you. Don't worry about this complicated thing over here. We, we've got it covered. And a lot of the times they haven't got it covered because they no. think that they, they, they think they're being awfully clever and, and making your life awfully easy. Hey, we'll just, you've changed time zones. You don't know what a time zone is. You're an idiot. We'll just switch the time zones for you because mm. we don't credit you with enough because it just works. Um, I think there is a setting within calendar. Mm-hmm. that enables you to actually deal with time zones and specify the time zone. Okay. I think it's one of those that they call advanced, an advanced setting um, because, you know, God forbid people aren't on Cupertino time. Oh, right. there you go. Uh, have you got your Mac open um, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to uh, open the calendar, go to uh, preferences. Okay, every day's a school day, go on. Go to advanced. Advanced, yeah. You see a tick box that says turn on time zone support. Yeah. Is that ticked? Yep. It was already ticked. No, it's ticked now. Okay, good. There you go. That which that should allow you now to um instead of your machine trying to guess the time zone and then uh-huh. correcting it back, it should allow you to actually specify the time zone and then it'll just it'll freeze in place. Ah uh, and will I have to do that in my iOS devices too? I guess I should. If you're creating calendar events on your ios device then probably yes but mm. 
um because the the the, the standard for how calendar um data is stored is it's time zone aware anyway um your ios device should know the correct time zone for that specific event and show it in its right place but if there is an option to do so on ios i would um i would oh, I, yeah encourage you to do that i use fantastical across uh, ios and mac um so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put something in things here for me to sort out iOS calendars. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to take that as homework because it's not very good, very interesting. iOS calendars, um, sort time zone. All right, that's done. That's done. I've got to put things into my trusted system, Mark. Otherwise, they don't get done. Uh, there is a uh, there's a, there's a thing in iOS called time zone override, which is mm-hmm. off by default. I'm not entirely sure that one wants to turn that off. That doesn't uh, turn that on. That doesn't seem like if it's got the word override in it. It sounds sounds very hacker-esque. Uh, if I turn time zone override on, it says, the time zone override always shows exact dates and times in the selected time zone. When off, events will display according to the time zone of your current location. Okay. Mm. I would maybe maybe keep that off then for iOS. Yeah, unless I was setting diary stuff in my phone while I was away. Yeah. And just I think probably I just need to be mindful of that and... Yeah, uh, only use the big computer to do. Yeah, things. again, like Fantastic uh, uh, is nice for that because I think it gives you all of the options uh, to 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 handle time zone straight away, mm. and it just it do, it does just kind of work. I mean, the th- thing is, is that the, the, my calendar is contextual to where I am anyway, so mm. it should that should be the thing that it should do. I would have thought. Although we have a family calendar, and then that is shared, so that becomes that becomes problematic. I think we're pushing into the weeds here. <laughs> um, uh, right, so we that's not, your 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 homework isn't going to be. Did you say I was born in the weeds? We, we. this show I meant. I didn't mean us as people. Mm. I meant this show. Yeah, born in the darkness. Right. Um, tell me off. Tell me off. You're gonna have to tell me <laughs> off. <laughs> tell me off this week. All right. And then we're going to have to uh, then we're going to have to start moving towards conclusion again. Not because of my hard out, my hard out's not for a little while, but uh, an hour fifteen is asking a bit much yep. of people. Yes, I agree. And we're going we're going until at least an hour and thirty at this rate. Yes. Uh, so um, I I texted John and I felt a little bit bad afterwards because I thought maybe, maybe I made him feel a little bit more paranoid than he should have. Yes. Uh, and I am sorry about that. Um, but John misbehaved on a recording. Um, uh, obviously, like where of the leopard? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I, I had a formatted bit that we were doing, which was um, describing uh, it was it was making a case for something in a minute, and you had a minute to do so. And I had a timer, and I said go for a minute, and I did mine. John bounced did his, and then John Hickman said, "Right, I'm going to do this in the style of a of an interview," and started having a conversation with John Bounds while the timer was running. Uh, and then said, right, now I'm going to start. And uh, at which point I went, uh, okay, I'll restart the timer. And then went for about 40 seconds and said, there you go, that's it, done. Um, and so that made it quite hard to edit because I'd said, you've got a minute. And, you know, there was going to be a thing that was going to play after a minute. Because when you tell someone you've got a minute, that usually means you've got 60 seconds, not like 40 or or 75. Uh, and so I... I uh, I, I I lightly scolded. Uh, I thought it was lightly scolding, and maybe because of the way we communicate on text, which tends to be very flat, um, we we we're often being funny with each other and, and jokey jokes. But the the our particular humour, I think, in text form is very flat. Uh, mm. So there's not you know there aren't smiley faces, and lots of punctuation. Um, 
you know, uh, we will just say something that is meant as a joke, but just leave it as is in, in completely flat text. And so I, I sort of said, you misbehaved. You were a bad boy. Um, and I think you thought that I was uh, possibly, I was, I was, I'll be honest, I was a bit annoyed at the time, but I very quickly got over myself. Um, because it's like in the grand scheme of things, th- this is not that much of a problem. It's just one of those like, oh, yes. It it takes a lot to edit the show. It takes a lot of work. And so like yeah. when there's a little roadblock like that or when someone's uh, got a problem with their mic or it sounds like they've thrown their, their microphone halfway across the room uh, and I've <coughs> got to figure out ways to deal with that, um, naming no names, uh, you know, these are all jobs that, that make an already tricky job trickier. And so it mm. was just like, ah, but I very quickly got over it. Okay. I'm... I'm sorry. Well, what we need is we need a code word, <laughs> uh, or just just a, just a direction in the script that lets that lets me know when these are very very much uh, on rails at this point. Because yeah, because right one one thing. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no there's no way of saying there's no right there's no way of okay. saying this with, okay. with without without going without into it. it's being a bit arrogant. Oh. which is which is if. You give me some parameters. Yes, I can. I can operate within them. Yes, and um, you've commented before that when we're doing, when we are doing a record, if we need to get something clean, I'm, I'm probably You're better very, than, very good. And the others are going okay. Let's and step prompting into, other people to do to do that as well. Yeah, let's step into media studies for a second, <laughs> and we will just like we will do this as a job for a second and and get through it. So I, I can, I, I can, I can do that. So. Make sure I know. Make sure I know, and I, I will try and step step into it. This I mean, Nick Nick job. tells me off for this for for being overly formatted. Mm. Um, if 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 I try and if I try and run him like we are making a radio show, yes. he gets really pissed with me. Yeah, and he's like, right, you've got your other programs for that. Don't <laughs> do that on here. <laughs> yes. And that's um, the thing. That's the thing with Leopard. Like it's it's very tight. I mean, the the, the end product is very tight. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just mean in terms of that, you know, we I try and not have a lot of flab and a lot of dead space. Um, and and that some of that energy needs to come into the recording sometimes so that we know that we're all giving it our, our, our best. And, and, you know, this kind of conversation is intended to be loose and unedited, uh, as I, I think to a degree, I, I would imagine Runapod is. You might have topics that you want to discuss, but it's not like, OK, here's a jingle and now we're going into discussing trainers. Um, you know, you, you might just smoothly transition in or whatever. And so, yeah, they're, they're two very, very different, uh, differently put together shows. They are, they are. So no, um, I, I should, I should have realized <laughs> perhaps that there was more going on there. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, no, we that, can all, we can all do better. We can all improve. That is, no, no, that is, that is, that is bad on me. I, I didn't really feel the segment that much because mm. I was having You had to, no investment in it. It was really hard. Yeah, well, it was it was follow up on an episode that I wasn't on. Yeah. And um I didn't really I didn't really know what was going on. No. So I just kind of blustered my way through it uh in a way that yeah wasn't wasn't helpful. Uh is that episode dropped? Yeah. Or- uh, it's the most recent one uh, as as time of record anyway. Uh I've still yet to uh edit last week's episode um which I will be doing today. Uh, I've got another pod- tomorrow. Sorry, it's out tomorrow. Goes out tomorrow. Um, we haven't missed one yet. We've done fourteen weeks. I'm really pleased. Um, 
uh, 14 episodes and uh, we've not we've not dropped one yet, um, which I think when we're wrangling, when there are four people involved. Um, yeah. And one of them can't update calendars properly. Oh, I me this week. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. It changes. It changes every time. Well, hopefully the new the new thing that that uh, we talked about at the, at the top of the show um, three hours ago um, will will make that stuff a lot easier. I mean, I've got. Yeah, there's there's one there's one thing about about what you've explained for, 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 for Podian, which as you were saying, I was like, this, this sounds really, really, really good. But, but then I was thinking about leopard and I was just thinking about that, that thing where when you engineer really, really tight systems, um, there are going to be times where certain user personas won't be able to work within the system. And, uh, one of the leopard people will be so casual about it that he's going to be he's going to he's going to be your real real acid test as to whether or not it works uh yes we are uh, talking uh, about let's, the same let's speak plainly danny yeah is is such a casual guy yeah uh that um when you say to him right like, uh, i'm going to need you to learn this system and press these buttons you know at the what right it is it's not that, it's not that he's that casual it's very easy to to assume that because you want to assume that danny is a is a nice and good person what it is is danny is a sociopath and doesn't, doesn't care enough about people to go to to have the empathy to go. If I did this little thing, it would make it would make someone else's life easier. Danny, God, I love the guy to bits, and he's my he's got he's my best friend. Um, and and we've you know we've had this conversation, but Danny is not a man that is necessarily oozing empathy. Um, and if you know if if Danny disagrees, then he can absolutely um, say his piece, and we'll we'll get him back on, and he can he can say how hurtful I've been. But he would not do that. It's not because he's casual. It's because it doesn't occur to him. Not because he's a bad person. He doesn't think I'm not going to do this because it will really fuck him up. It just doesn't occur to him that this would make someone else's life easier if I just did this one thing. Um, because he doesn't have that, that little bit of empathy that, that, yeah, that requires that. And then that's all it is. It's, yeah, he's not deliberately not doing it. Um, he's just not doing it because it wouldn't occur to him that doing so would, yeah, would would make people's lives easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. where, where where did we get to with that? What was that from? Um, uh, leopard. Uh, me scolding you about um misbehaving. Oh, uh, so which, yeah, which we, we've now buttoned up very nicely. And, yeah, because we because we we left that hanging from yeah. from last from last week. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to get into any 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 topics, right? Um. I, I had a mini topic in here, which I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put out there as I want to set my own homework, if I may. Okay. And there's a small chat about it, and it may lead to some homework for you as well. Ha, have you uh, done anything with CSS Grid that you've pushed to production yet? Uh, I've used CSS Grid now. Um, well, I don't use CSS Grid. I think I may have encountered it in a previous life. Oh well, previous. How previous? Because uh, maybe I need to give you maybe I need to give you some more context for this. Probably yeah. not. Then probably not what I'm talking about. Okay. There's um, as of about six months ago, there's a, a new layout spec in CSS. Oh right. Um, so whereas uh, back when I uh, learned how to design websites, we had to use really hacky bad HTML tables. 
uh, with uh, transparent pixel shims to glue all the things together and stop them collapsing on each other. Space. Um, sorry, yeah, yeah, space.gif. Um, and then we moved um, forward through various iterations of, of trying to make HTML and CSS do the sorts of things that graphic designers like. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything was a kind of a slightly weird compromise. And probably the last iteration of that was you can use um, Flexbox for some things. You could use um, grid uh, grid frameworks, yep. which were massive, very, 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 very big um, CSS libraries yep. that would make your websites behave. Uh, now there's a really simple, really terse native CSS grid support that enables you to, to produce some really quite uh, interesting okay. layout. Um, and um, I've been on the basis that um, on the basis that all current browsers now support it, um, and and this happened this this happened I think in March, and it happened at the rate that I prepared a workshop to show some students who'd never seen it um, how it worked, and I was relying on it working in Chrome and not working in Safari. Yeah, that worked at nine o'clock in the morning when I did the presentation at two o'clock in the afternoon. Safari had updated. Wow. Um, and then I couldn't show them the broken version of it without, <laughs> without doing some major bloody, uh, surgery. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So, um, I had a bit of a chat with some people the other day, uh, online about this as to whether or not people are actually using it on production sites. Cause obviously you have people whose browsers aren't up to date, uh, for whom your layouts wouldn't work. But, uh, I'm just taking the point that it's, ready enough that people should be using it and that with my first year students uh, where I'm teaching them web design fundamentals, I should be teaching it to them. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute dream to teach. Cool. It works. So it, it's, it's got some weird things going on, mm-hmm. but it, but it's, um, it's so much easier to explain to them how to do things. And so you could do quite kind of rich graphic designy editorial type grid formats, but you could also use it to produce a kind of classic, sidebar and main content area um without worrying about floats and that sort of stuff um and and it breaks differently but it doesn't break (laughs) as readily as float-based layouts would once people start getting more than two or three elements on the page so it's, it's, it's really 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 nice so what i want to set for my homework is i need to force myself to actually build something and put it on the internet using this so um Perhaps a homework challenge for us both, a single-serving website that uses CSS Grid for its layout by next week. Wow, okay. I have not built... See, I... Because of the the type of person I am and the Mm -hmm. the type of work that I do, I'm very product-led, which means I'm very results-driven. And so I very rarely now um, play with new technologies for the sake of learning them. Um, Exactly. So that's why, I, that's why it's a good thing for you to do. Yes, but I, I won't have a practical implication. I won't have a practical use for it because I pretty much use Bootstrap um, where, wherever okay. I go uh, because uh, it's massively um, – uh, it, it's, it's 
so useful and and got adapted uh adapted uh, got adopted so quickly and there are so many really good extensions for the kind of work that i do oh yeah Um, i can totally see that it is absolutely the best tool for the job and uh, it's more the layout framework as well it's all the all the other ui elements that it's got baked into it if i were build if i were building a new you know portfolio site um and i weren't doing it on squarespace which you know i i now actually do get why people talk about it um Mm -hmm. If I were building a new site, then I would absolutely look at CSS Grid as an option. I, when you mentioned it earlier, I got confused with the CSS library, uh, which is why I said I'd used it in a past life. Yes, um, yes, that's why I quickly clarified. Yeah. And that's so that's a really interesting thing. Um, so when you when I was teaching the students the other day, I was going right. So here's this thing, and here's why I want you to, to learn it because, um, uh, funnily enough, I use the example of. People who are doing this, who are doing production work day to day, aren't going to have time to step outside and learn this. Yeah, and you've, and you've just sort of spoken to that really effectively. Um, so that that's quite interesting. That validates what I've been saying to them. So it's like you know, get get these skills now, mm-hmm. um, so that when everyone else is kind of catching up and everyone in agencies is starting to use it, and you step into those places, you're you're up to date. Uh, the here's risk the pro- of sounding condescending. That's massively, really, really good, useful advice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) uh, 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 But I did say to them, there's a problematic element to this, which is that I've advised a a textbook for you to get because I wanted a source of known answers when I'm not in the room, which I know I can trust. Um, This stuff isn't in that textbook. Um, If you go to Google and you Google it, there are many people using the phrases CSS and grid in the same sentences, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be talking about the same thing that we're talking about. Absolutely right. Um, and so here are your trusted sources of information mm-hmm. for, for this topic. And I, I've led them to a, a couple of kind of key um, technical writers who, are, who have been working on it and, and writing about it. Um, and uh, I don't know how you feel about this particular bit of advice I gave them, which is because they were generally talking about struggling with things when they're not in the classroom because they don't have me to rely on to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So I did this kind of thing about, well, here's where you can go to, 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 to get questions, uh, to answers to questions. Uh, I said to them about Stack Overflow. Yeah. I said, don't go near Stack Overflow right now. Because the people on there, they make it their their life's work to terrify you because it's a massive dick-waving festival of people who, when someone asks a question, they go, <laughs> you didn't even ask the question right, rather than actually being helpful. It's like, it's really, yeah. it's a really helpful place when you can decode questions and answers, but when you're not sure how to phrase questions... And when you're not sure how to read answers, it's it's a horrible place. It's really toxic. Yes, the problems with it are, I think, the same problems with lots of communities that have a shared language or a yeah. shared uh, like I, 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 the the word keeps coming up a lot in my brain. But shibboleth, it, it seems to kind of work. Like if you don't frame things in the correct manner, um, yeah. there is a there is a them and us thing that comes in very you know nerds especially i think are, are given to more tribalism than than perhaps other people because you know wrongly i think now because it's the 21st century and you know nerds 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 but i think historically nerds have felt outcast from the fringes of society and so huddle together and and guard their communities very jealously and so when they see someone who appears to be an outsider who doesn't <laughs> you don't know that oh my god then they are they are pretty vicious and i think it it's it's good to warn people against that but also they're 
does need to be a place where people can go and ask yeah. those kinds of questions. And it's not necessarily Stack Overflow's job to provide that. It's just, it's like kind of like when you're, when you've been doing this for a couple of years, you'll be able to understand how to phrase a question and yes. you'll be able to understand how to read a question and then go there. Just not right now. Not right now. Yes, because, because for if a you few decide years, to ask a question, you'll feel awful. Yeah. Things people say to you. Yes. And, and, but also for a few years, you're going to start your, and, and I think I am still guilty of this uh, on occasion. Um, you will start things by, by telling the people how the tool you're using is broken. Uh, and you will say the tool doesn't work, and that's almost rarely the case. Yeah. Um, it's it's usually it does work. It's just that your use case isn't very well documented, and so there's a tweak that you need to do, but it's yeah. not well documented what the solution is. The tool works perfectly. It's just you're not using it in the way that you know, and it, it, it's this that and the other. Uh, but it gets it it you have to get to that conscious incompetence stage. Um, before you can actually realise this is probably a me problem, not a CSS grid problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I can still, I can still be be guilty of doing that because you get frustrated. You know, every browser works, and then Firefox uh, will suddenly reject something that you're doing. I'm, I'm looking at the same thing weirdly with Safari at the moment. I've got the the the, the link to the new Studio View in Podium works in everything except Safari, and it might only it might only ever be for me. Um, and so I'm like, it's broken. I don't even know how to Google this because yeah. there are, there isn't an error to Google. And so my instinct is to go Safari's broken, um, and to wait for an update. And it's like, well, you know, yeah. Where do you go when you think the thing that you're using is broken, but you need someone to take you uh, as it were in hand and, and say, look, okay, well, let me lead you through the, the, the path and, and do this in a sort of safe, non Cond- not non mean way, you know. Yeah, people are always going to be a little bit condescending, but in a way that isn't, yeah, outright aggressive. It's, that's a, that's really tricky. Mm, it um, is what you want to find. I I made it my business. I, I was going to do this when I was thinking about uh, going freelance at the end of 2015. Yeah. I made it my business to start going to Stack Overflow and trying to find the low hanging fruit that was enough of a a thing that I could answer to start beefing up my my Stack Overflow numbers and and ah. give myself a, a you know a, a thing and and I would maybe I would maybe suggest hmm. that your students try that try okay. looking for the answers that are above the pay grade of other people mm. or come up with a more helpful answer so find the unsolved questions that you think you can answer put your answer in and you know maybe someone else has 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 answered it but it hasn't got the little green tick mark next to it so it hasn't been the accepted answer maybe you can add to it uh and Mm. and if you're at a similar level to the other person maybe you've got a little bit of extra knowledge that they haven't got and you can impart something and that maybe will help your um your students get into the sort of mindset of the community space maybe that's nice. I like that. Uh, it's a bit of extra work because at the end of the day, they're, they're going to spend an inordinate amount of their working life in mm-hmm. websites like this. I still, I don't have Stack Overflow and the, and the like as a favorite. I, I Invariably, I keep forgetting what my account is, uh, which account I use for it. If I have an error message, I Google the shit out of it. That's what I do. Um, I still do that now. Whether it's a Linux error message or something else, I will just Google it because Google's that good that it will take me to the right place. Um, mm. And But you will invariably spend 
uh, the, the the result of that googling is usually either Stack Overflow or Server Fault or one of the other clones of the same site. And you also need to you also need to be able to get the right Google term together. Yes. So. Um, and also um, differentiate um, the real original site from the sites that actually do just scrape the RSS feeds from Stack Overflow and represent them, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that happens as well, and you don't want to be mm-hmm. messing around with that. <coughs> mm. So, my, for, so for my homework, I yes. would like to I would like to build for you um, a single page website that uses a CSS grid that has some inf- information that you might like. Awesome. That's what that's what I want to do for next time. Is that is that acceptable? I like that's very acceptable. Okay, and it might it might show you some of the things that uh, that the grid can do, so that you've got some more context on that part of our ever changing field. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love it. What, what are you going to do? What, what, yeah, what am I going to do? Um, I am going to. Uh, I'm tempted to to research CSS Grid as well. Okay. Um. Because I can't think of any other good homework that I should do. Okay. Um, and what should I make the website about? New York. Make a little fan page. I should make like a traditional what we used to do back in the day when we were messing around on the internet. I should make a fan page for something. You should. Yeah. Um. um th- thread. The thread. Fra- the, yeah, we'll make the thread fan page. Can you also make a web ring for it uh, so that people can be part of the web ring? I bet I could still find some JavaScript that, that has web rings that still exist. I bet they still exist. I bet Yahoo still back, operates I one. I genuinely, uh, unironically think that something like web rings should still exist. Yeah, um, I mean, blog roll was kind of a, a WordPress yes. take on the same thing, but it required it required reciprocation rather yes. than the web ring would kind of force the reciprocation of, of link sharing. Um, we're, this is, this is kind of deep, deep web late nineties <laughs> stuff here. So we'd better put a link to what a web ring is in the show notes. Cause not everyone's going to know what that is. No. Um, Agreed. you found them on your tripods and your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tripod. Oh mate. All right. Should we, should we, uh, should we wrap this up? Uh, yeah. So uh, what was your homework? Just to be clear for the I'm going to build a f- thread fan page. In CSS okay. Grid. That sounds amazing. And we've gone an hour and 40. Okay. Um, I've got one I've got one more thing to do. <laughs> okay. Um, thread. I could do this for hours. And I, I can't. Um, no, no. You've okay. got a proper job. Okay. I've, I'm, I'm going to do a thing right now. Um, I think maybe I'll give some context now, then I'll do a clean one, and then maybe you could find a point where there might be something that you want to ch- sort of just have a little bit of a, a cut at some point, and you might want to play this in there with a with a thing. <laughs> I've done your homework for you from several weeks ago. <laughs> okay. I have got uh, an advert for us. Shit off. Yeah, I've got an advert for us. Um, someone's phone, I don't know if it's mine or if it's yours, uh, it's popping. has now stopped, yeah. Okay, sorry, that's because I was holding it up because it had my had the notes for this on it. Okay. Oh, God bless you for so, doing that. So a um, little bit of context for, for, for what it is, a little bit of chat around it. I'll do a, cl- I'll do a clean read, okay. um, <laughs> and you can drop that in later or uh, earlier on if you, if you need it. Okay. Okay, um, we, we have a podcast. It doesn't necessarily have a massive audience, and therefore maybe advertisers wouldn't feel that we're that interesting to them. However, I think there's still an argument that 
getting enough ad reads on enough small podcasts has a, a kind of a long tail shaped effect on on uh, awareness of, of an issue. Would you would you agree with that? I think we did square that off earlier. Sure. Where we said, you know, yeah, if if you if you have enough hundred subscriber podcasts with your ad read, then that becomes worth having a hundred thousand um, subscriber podcasts. So, uh, thinking about that, thinking about the fact that podcasters of our size might feel that, uh, firstly, they might want to have an ad because they think it feels like it's more of an official podcast. Secondly, they might want to have an ad because they want to start setting the idea that they would take ads so that other advertisers might actually place an ad with them. And then just thirdly, thinking of this as a bit of a redundant space, I have got a charity ad read. Okay. So we're not getting paid, but we're going to give a little piece of our airtime to this charity. And I, I hope you're okay with me having done this because I've, I've jumped, uh, jumped out with you and surprised, surprised you. So um, do you want me to go for the clean one? Um, yeah, yeah, why not? So, so you I mean, no, just, just do it naturally because okay. you know th- this is this is the show. Whatever is in the show is in the show. show. Is in the show. Yeah. So okay. yeah, just just do it as as it comes naturally. So it's uh, it's Christmas is coming up. Believe it or not, I th- I'm not sure how many days there are left. But um, one of the things you'll be needing to think about is gifts for people. And uh, in our house, one of the gifts that we get every year is uh, a charitable donation. And uh, somebody who led the market in this originally was Oxfam. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember you used to be able to get a goat? Yep. I, I yep. did that for my parents a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. So the idea here is you, you give a donation to Oxfam, you get a nice card, maybe a bit of a keepsake, like a fridge magnet, and you wrap that up and put it under the tree for somebody. And you say, as part of your present this year at Christmas, I wanted to uh, think about other people and have a conversation with you about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we tend to do it in, in my household is, is that I sit down with the kids with a catalog and we choose something for uh, my wife, for their mum. And we have a conversation and we say, you know, like, you, you are very lucky. You're getting lots of things for Christmas. What can we do to make life better for other people who don't have the sorts of opportunities that you've got? It's a nice way of talking to the kids about what they have, what other people don't, mm. and building up some social responsibility within them. Um, so as a result of that, what we tend to do is we tend to get... Um, uh, something to do with schools they tend to pick mostly because that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, a set of books for an African school, uh, breakfast for people in this country so that they don't go to school on an empty stomach because you don't go to school on an empty stomach and you couldn't concentrate. Uh, so if that's something that you feel like you would uh, like to do for someone in your family, you can go to oxfam.org.uk forward slash thread, where we have pre-picked out a campaign that we would like our listeners to uh, to back and which we'd like to suggest to you. And this is an Oxfam campaign that actually supports poverty within the UK. So it's, it's based at home. Um, and there's a nice description there that'll tell you all about the campaign too. You can, of course, click out from there onto any of the products. So if you do prefer a goat, you can go and get one or you can buy a, a well for Africa. So there you go. That's our first ad read, Mark. Congratulations. And uh, thank you and well done. That there was that was that was beautifully uh, beautifully achieved. I'm now yeah. also thinking we should give um podcast sponsorships as a gift so you can donate a podcast sponsorship to a friend. That would be nice. So you could buy you could buy an ad spot for someone for Christmas um mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a it's a little shout out. Um yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Give us 15 bucks, we'll do that. Yeah, it gives you fucking money. Um, that's great. All right, well mate. Well done, you. Okay. Uh, is that is that us? 
that us done? done. We're ending on an ad. Get us. Yep. (laughs) Brought to you by Oxfam Space. Boo, 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 boo. boo. Yeah. That was the more you know tune for some reason. I'm going to go and do some things. Bye-bye. Bye.